Welcome on in. Enzwell Boxing, Ireland's boxing podcast. I'm Al Rich. Click on the link in the attached show notes. You'll find all our previous episodes. If you want to get in touch, suggestions, ideas, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at enswellpod at protonmail.com. And welcome on in is right. Hope you're happy, healthy, hearty, and I hope you're doing what you got to do to keep your head safe and strong, mind, body, and anything else that follows. Friday, um, Friday brought the announcement of a further two-week lockdown. It's getting to me now, getting to me now, and uh, I've I've kind of got to this far managing and maintaining fears and worries and anxieties, and now it's. Thankfully, there's plenty of boxing. And I want to say first and foremost, thank you for the huge response to all the episodes, the comments, the feedback, the ideas. Um, it's been brilliant. The Fight Size episode was something I suppose I went on a little bit of a limb, wasn't sure whether it would or wouldn't work. And uh, it's safe to say it is. It's, it's, it's doing okay. It's doing, it's doing okay. It's, it's sitting nicely in the plan. That's what we leave it at. And in case you've missed any of those episodes, I'm going to put the link in these notes today. Busy this week with all the fights that are going on, putting together a couple of videos for my fellow Kildare man, Lily White Lightning and Eric Donovan. But before I get to that, let's have a look at all the other shows. So as I record this episode, Monday, uh, the week's events will start on Wednesday with MTK's first show post-lockdown. It takes place in the Wakefield Studios, purpose-built studios in the UK. And on that card, I would say... Uh, one of the most interesting fights, definitely, is Sean McComb. He's weighed in, he's COVID clear, and he is hungry. He's hungry. His hands are itchy, he's waiting to be fed, and we want the bang-bang gravy chips served up as quick as we can, and he might even go for I hope he doesn't play with his food. Um, Sean faces, of course, Sheer Uzgil. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And he, Sean will be the home favourite fighter. And... Um, he faces an opponent who's been in with some of the very, very best. He's been in with the likes of Sam Antwi, uh, Victor Postal. He's been in with um, Chris Jenkinson. And uh, he will now face the public nuisance himself, who will deliver in spades, as he always does. And uh, these are tricky times for our fighters because everybody assumes they're going to do what they do. They are prone to distraction. And they're no different to you and I and everything else. And the problem is, at this point, a slip in one of these fights, it could just, just set them back somewhat. But that's just me erring on the side of caution and you've seen so many over the years you, you do tend to worry for them especially when they're at that intricate part of the career uh, the same venue same place Dubliner Pierce Big Bang O'Leary weighed in today 10 stone 2 and is he looking in tremendous shape Covid free ready to go he's been away in a gruelling camp in London for 9 weeks and he is just itching to get going there's been a last minute change of opponent for, for Pierce. doesn't bother him not in the slightest bit some would say he doesn't give a Frenchman's Harry Limburn was meant to be his original opponent. Didn't happen. And he now faces Huddersfield Southpaw Jacob Quinn in a six-round fight, which is his first at that distance. It's expected to be a step up for Big Bang. The late change may be a concern for some. No, not a bother to him. And just so people know, I was meant to be in touch. I had arranged to speak with both Sean McComb and Pierce, but the way this week is going and the way everything is going with the amount of fights and everything else, it's just keeping it at the fight-size episodes to one a week 
just wasn't possible to get to them but I will most definitely when I'm doing the wrap up of the last few weeks and doing an episode just to tie all those in we will get the lads in on all of those and they'll be they'll be more relaxed and more able to to talk comfortably then Topping that Wakefield card, of course, is King Kong, John O'Carroll, who is absolutely at the zenith of his career right now. He faces Maxi Hughes, which, of course, is where all that tune and throwing started with our pal John John Nevin. Both have weighed in, both COVID clear, and he's in the shape of his life. I've, I, he is looking cut. He loves, loves the, the domestic fights. He's, he's had a few of them. He's at super featherweight. There's some names in amongst them. If he can get this win, which he will, get it out of the way, get Maxi Hughes put to bed. And uh, then we can start looking a little bit further down the line. Jono is a master, master at uh, social media. He's a master at almost willing fights into existence. Uh, he has some names, or as I said, there's Anto Kakachi, John Joe Nevin himself. Carl Frampton seems to be a name who is high on his agenda. I would say possibly the only one right now. He seems to be making that very much a, a beeline for Carl. Maybe he sees that as, as a fight at this point of his career. I don't know. But I do know that the amount of names with the likes of Mick Conlon and if Eric Donovan are to get the win on Friday night puts himself amongst those points as well, amongst those reckoning. It could be very much a brilliant domestic tournament in the UK with nobody having to travel too far. And speaking of the Jacka, his run of bad luck seemed certain to threaten yet another one of his fights. It looked like it was gone. gone. He was expected to face Viram Vradin but our pal COVID-19 put paid to that. Again, some opponent, isn't he, COVID? He's, just so, he's playing havoc with us all. He's playing havoc with me this week. He's playing havoc with me the last two weeks. He has me just... He has me under ropes, I can tell you that. I'm, I'm just about done with it now. I'd nearly take Brexit back for this, the, the amount of time we were listening to it. But uh, uh, he'll face the Scottish champion now, who, stepped, who, of course, previously boxed Ryan Walsh for the British title. Came up a little bit short. And that Darren Trainer is his name. Game fighter. He'll come to fight... But looking at the shape and the sharpness and everything else of Carl Frampton, he has to have too much for him. If he's anyway serious about winning anything major at this point of his career, this, this opponent needs to be dealt with emphatically. Michael Conlon is also on that card. Also is um, Paddy Donovan. So there's some really, really great fights out there. I think Edward Donovan is featuring as well over the weekend. Much as I'd love to feature all the fighters and all the fights and all the cards, I've learned from the past it's not possible. So I'm going to send my love, my big support I'll watch every fight I'll do everything I can and with the fight series almost coming to a, a wind down uh, we'll be able to do a, a round up episode at the end of the month which will bring it all in and we'll get a few different voices in on that one also some comment that I've noticed has been regurgitated by the media a lot this week and um, it's it's one of those classics that they like to trot out when they're kissing ass of a certain fighter when I'm bashing some media I don't mean our trusted reliable brothers the likes of Gavin the likes of Kev the likes of Jerry the likes of people that have absolutely supported boxing when nobody else knew what a boxing glove looked like or cared either uh, I don't mean any of those guys I don't mean anybody and any names that I've left out I don't mean that I mean the people that were looking at the absolute dregs that ballyrag boxing every chance to get when they don't have any rugby to write about or they don't have anything else uh, irrelevant like that but what really irritates me and what I really believe having looked at Carl in the past when he got a little bit sidetracked was this legacy talk and retirement talk and talk of future down the line I think if he's going to fight Jamal Herring it's a fight that I worry really really worry for for him he's bigger harder hitting than Josh Warrington that's going to bring its own set of, of uh, conundrums what I would like to do is leave talk of legacy I would like to leave talk of the who's the best ever Irish fighter I believe and this is only my personal opinion that those conversations are meant for chat rooms they're meant for outside of the sport they're not meant for the people who are purporting to be said 
greatest ever and and that's not having a go I'm one of the biggest car- I've, I've missed one Carverhampton home fight I've been to more than I've missed way more I really really do hope and wish and will be wherever the next one is and after that but I just think that those conversations are belong on the pages of newspapers and the likes and uh, for himself I hope they're no- I hope the end is nowhere soon I hope there's plenty plenty more to go brings us up to the um, the third weekend of what's been a brilliant boxing bonanza fight camp I don't want to go into too much of the previous fights. I'm not going to start looking back over them. I want to mention one from last weekend that just really, really just just did it. It was sensational. I'm talking, of course, about Tasha Jonas and Terry Harper. Um, I'm going a little bit off script, a little bit off piece. I'm just going to speak from the hip. Uh, incredible. Special. <laughs> one for the ages. Um... Uh, the build up the build up threatened to ruin it for me if I'm being honest and I think if I'm being brutally honest and, I'm, and I and I try that most of the time I'm, um, maybe it's that my agitated state with a newfound scenario or, or return to this previous scenario whatever the case may be but the build up to it became disrespectful it became um, odd and people were starting to talk certain pundits again were showing that bias again and then backpedal like a mofo when they're called out on it when they're shown up called out dragged out into the open and showing that their comments are so silly um, didn't like it and it threatened to ruin it for me but it didn't obviously it was a special fight I had a feeling Tash was going to shock the boxing world in one way or another Really, really did have that feeling. Not saying I predicted the win. I didn't. I didn't predict the win. I didn't go that far. I, I actually didn't try predict any winners. Um, but I did have a feeling that Natasha Jonas knew that this, what the immense, the immensity of this fight and what it meant for her and her career. And I followed her, supported her, and loved her since her loss to Katie Taylor in 2012. She's a fantastic person who represents herself, represents her people, represents everything that's good about boxing every time in the best possible light and in an era and a time right now where people seem to make an art out of portraying themselves as being one thing when really and truly being the other it's very 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 special to see a talent and a person like Natasha Jonas like Terry Harper like people like that in our sport in in general the fight itself, we'll look back at it in in, in future episode. But it was it was just it was just a superb advertisement, a superb fight, and I believe myself that it was a one round win for Tasha Jonas. But as I said, that can hold for another day. One of the main reasons I wanted to try build, and I am building a positive boxing platform, is uh, to tell the stories and the real. And just the, the everyday stories about people in this sport. It's an art that's died with the invention of digital platforms and digital devices. And it's something I believe the Irish were always good at. One of the many things, shall we say, fighting, drinking, chat, chatting, talking, singing, conversing. Whether it's the story of the grisly old retired road dog who left pieces of himself in rings all over the country and the world in the chase of his dream. Or indeed the story of the, the Olympic hopefuls who put their life on hold. They invest every ounce of every being that they have in that dream. 
so many personalities and characters in the sport and individuals and roles that they play and there aren't even roles for some they just have stories but I suppose the, one of the most special stories and telling stories are the coaches who at times they're more than family they're more than a parent they can go above and beyond the levels of coaches in any sport any sporting code who share the highs they suffer the lows and they're often the only ones to see the real picture and they're all too often the ones who have to put back those pieces after a dream is shattered and while boxing is my preference my love the truth of it is everybody has a story every fighter every person every human and in true human style every one of them is unique every single one of us has a struggle of some kind a story and Eric Donovan is no different he grew up in a Thai South Kildare tough tight industrial town sports mad it's well known for music Jack L Ernest Shackleton it's known for soccer GAA and of course boxing St Michael's they've had some tremendous highs coped with some real crisis but they've seen some incredible highs really special wins and, and, and achievements over the years and Dom O'Rourke and his brothers and Father Laverty and many others who Roy Sheen told us about in the past built developed a club which is more than just a facility now it's, it's an integral part of a community and at the heart of that resurgence was a young amateur called Eric Donovan along with fellas like Donahue, Sheen, Joyce they built a phenomenal story in St Michael's and um, there's so many different achievements and so many different wins but I guess the best way we can wrap all this up before I go to here with Eric, chat with Eric despite his amazing highs despite being ranked number one in Europe and despite all of that Eric Donovan had his biggest fight in any scenario outside the ring in the real world in life and in 2012 he defeated that struggle he defeated that opponent and he started to live dreams and Friday night is the culmination of those dreams it's the peak it's the highest point he's called for it he's craved it and he's more than able for it he faces Alpha Barrett who's a matchroom fighter who's not long signed to them hasn't delivered if we're being honest is a seriously talented fighter is Alpha Barrett a seriously talented fighter has ability but I will also say he has never faced an opponent with the amount of ability that Eric Donovan has on Friday night when the Lily White Lightning makes his ring walk with his trusted Kenny Egan leading the way just remember he carries the history of that famous town he carries the honour of that fantastic club he has the highs he has the lows the hopes the dreams and the scars of a proud passionate South Kildare folk who love him like one of their own and as I prepared to chat with Eric I asked him if all that will be in his mind be good thanks for having me on no, no, always a pleasure of all fight weeks and everything else this is a special week for Kildare Boxers isn't it yeah yeah I'm really looking forward to it now so um, about 9 days 10 days out from the fight so um, just tapering down now all the hard work is done fly out to the I go into kind of a bubble out there in the hotels and stuff and just follow the procedure then get the COVID test and do the media work and whatever has to be done and go in and, and, and execute 
a, a brilliant performance on the 14th and, and come home with the, the new IBF Intercontinental World Ranking Title Champion. So that's the plan. It's That is, I mean, uh, before I get into all the excitement, I suppose, of all that, and the build-up for Fight Camp and Zelfa Barrett and what all that's going to bring, lockdown, COVID-19, isolation, there's a lot of things Donovan and Egan have dealt with and seen and come across over the years and managed to overcome. I'd say even this this must have just knocked you for six for a while, did it? Uh, no, not really. I think a lot of people have uh, lost businesses, lost loved ones, and you know your heart would go out to them. You know it's been a really tough time for a lot. Of- no, I wasn't really affected by the by the pandemic at all. Apart from on a personal level, we were supposed to get married in Spain in in July, but we had to postpone that. You know, um, look, what can you do? There's a global pandemic on, the, the, the global health crisis. So you know our true love waits you know and we'll get married eventually but the silver lining and all of that is that if I'm after securing this fight so you know I, we, we are only in control of a few things you know and that's our attitude and our effort and our organisation and our preparation and application and that, that, those type of stuff so like you know I I know sometimes things can get tough and I've been in very tough situations in my in, in the past but this one was wasn't too bad since I spoke to you last, Eric, I had your 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 great pal, your life pal, and um, what what a man! I mean, I, I would look forward to so long for speaking to for so long to chat with Roy. Special fella, what a fella! What what a story you lads have! There there must be someone somewhere along the line eventually that there'll be that'll be put down on paper. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing yeah, story, isn't it? For someone taking the personal side of it, which is yourself, but the two of you lads to come from such a small town in Kildare to be bringing this to the the heights that you're bringing it to as well. And I know you have to keep it real and be in the now, but it is a little bit special, isn't it? Oh, it is special. I'm very, very proud and very proud of the journey that I've I've come through and I'm very proud of my achievements and I'm very proud of where I am today and, my, and the man that I have uh, developed into and, you know, the, the the life that I live. I'm winning at life and uh, you know, very special for me to be able to say that. But Roy, yeah, in terms of like, you're talking about uh, middle town but I'll narrow it down even coming from Clamullion where yeah. I grew up in the state you know so like Roy lived across the road from me and then Roy's brothers were Irish champions as well I had a cousin who was Irish who was six time Leinster champion as well you know um, Bull Donovan so and you know Patrick Phelan as well uh, Munya we call him you know he was the first Irish champion out of the club and he lived across the road as well so like I mean there was five or six All-Ireland champions in Clamullion in the estate that we grew up in you know it was like it was incredible because I was laughing one time when we were in the Philippines well we were in the Philippines in the training camp seven above sea level up in this mountain and uh, we were in the training camp preparing for the world championships in China and there was only five man in a five man Irish team myself Roy Darren Sutherland God be good to him Connor Hearn and Kennedy and I was just saying Roy look at this we're me and you are forty percent of this of this um, Irish team, and we come from the same estate, you know. And it's just <laughs> it was just a, it was just a special special uh, moment. And uh, you know, we've had a good uh, we've had a good few experiences throughout our life, and and thanks to boxing for that. And there's a lot more special moments to come for one hour boat, and and I, I I really do hope and believe that in my heart. But um, this weekend and and um, or next weekend, I keep saying I, I got a little bit ahead of myself over the last couple of hours. But um, most boxers or Olympic, whether you're professional, whether you're in the Olympic cycle, whether you're amateur, whether you're preparing, whatever whatever part of your career you're at, 
would have would have found themselves in what what's known as maintenance mode over lockdown. They would have been so, well, hopefully most of them anyways. They would have been taking over and doing what they should have been doing. But um, for you, from a personal point of view, once you knew that this was on the horizon, Eric, uh, once it became apparent that it was all signed, sealed, and delivered. Was it much of a jolt? Was there any jolt knowing you the way we know you, you're you're always in shape? So it's just a matter of kicking it up a gear or two, was it? Well, to be honest with you, I, I, I used the I used the whole lockdown as a as an opportunity to get myself into really good shape and to stay busy. And I didn't I didn't really know what was going to happen on the boxing front, to be honest. But I just was bringing a lot of online fitness classes to a lot of people, and I was doing some work with some companies as well. I was doing online classes with them and with their employees and that. Um, so that was really good. And and it just gave me focus and it gave me kind of the incentive to kind of just keep working. And I said, like, look, even like, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I can get into good shape, you know. And yeah. But when Mark got in touch and, you know, we just linked up there a few months back. So it was our first time to kind of, this is going to be our first fight together, you know. And, um, you know, what a fight it is to, ha- to have. And, uh, so he just got in touch with me and said, like, Eric, you know, you got to be ready because there is going to be some shows coming up in around August. And this was back in June, May, like, you know, and um, he goes, like, you know, you're a candidate for some of these shows and for some of these opponents. And, uh, you know, so just be ready. And you don't have to tell me to be ready, you know. Hmm. Um, so when when he when he came back with the Alpha Barrett name and opportunity, I just said 100%. When I, when I started my official training camp was about nine weeks out I was straight into sparring and honing in on my craft most people would be doing trying to work on their weight and mm. trying to get fit and everything I was already already on point with all of that so I'm just mastering my skills and honing in on my craft and I cannot wait I am so ready for this opportunity more so than I've ever been in my whole life I've, I'm better now than my peak as an amateur I'm better prepared better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, every single thing, there is not, like, it's a dream situation, a dream scenario, and I just cannot wait to go and deliver it. The last time we spoke, you were approaching Celtic Clash 10, you topped that, you you, you entertained, you delivered as you do, emphatically, all the time, to be, to be fair to you, and credit where it's due, but you were a little bit more vociferous than ever, and, and you were always, you were always brutally honest, front and centre, that you wanted to challenge Eric Donovan more than ever before, you wanted those step ups and that if you didn't get them and they weren't coming this year and, and it was brilliant it was one of the more enjoyable ones with you because I, I love that brutal, brutal honesty I love that straight up talking but this time there was a little bit more spice on it there was a little bit more to it and that, not long after that then the news came that there was a change and in true Eric style it wasn't a small change it was across the board as you said you've, you've alluded there that you, you teamed up with Mark Dunlop who Anyone that doesn't know who or what Mark Dunlop is about, go and check it out because it's it's his story and it's a, is a, is phenomenal. But now you're very much part of that. And and uh, do you want to talk to us as much as you can and as much as you want about that and and how it came about and obviously now it's culminated in this 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 big show. Um. Well, it was a no-brainer, really. Well, say no-brainer, but like I mean, I, I was at a crossroad. Like retire because there was no more opportunities going to come. Like all, boxing Ireland tried their best, you know. Uh, they just don't have the resources they don't have the connections they don't have the the ability to make the big fights happen for me and that's it and they don't have the financial backing so I was kind of like well do I just kind of stay trying to hope for the best here and take whatever comes my way which might not be very great at all and the months and weeks are slipping by if not years or do I just do what's right for Eric and 
try and salvage some like for me the reason I turned back professional anyway was I was retired for years and I had a lot of regrets and they say they say you shouldn't retire with regrets or you know in life they say try aim to have no regrets but I had too many regrets yeah. and I wanted to, I wanted to rest and I wanted to get back and correct a few wrongs and that's why I'm back and now I'm back and I'm back better than ever what do I do do I do I do I take a leap of faith and say hey I got to do what's right for Eric because I only got a short time and I have to fulfill my potential I owe this to myself I made a promise to myself and if I don't do that I will go back into the same situation where I was in the first place with a load of regrets so I touched base with Mark Dunlop and he's delivered on the world stage for his boxers. His reputation precedes him. You know, and I said to Mark, Mark, would you be interested? He said he would. He said, Eric, I can get you the big fights, but I can't win them for you. And I said, good man, Mark, you get them and I'll win them. That was it. So it's it's very simple, really. When you break it down like that, as as it generally is with boxers, show me, show them the, show them the, the target, show them the route and, and you guys do the rest and, and that's that's essentially what it's been but I'm even Eric I'm even sensing that in you now that same sense that I got from the chat we had back in January I'm getting it here now again you're dialed in you're matter of fact feet are on the ground it's for the fans and it's for people around to get excited and get work. you've very much got a target you've got a, you've got something to do and uh, that job is it's, it's not too far away now talk to me a little bit about it if uh, without giving away too much um, it's a big fight for you but let's be honest about it and if everybody wants to be honest about it it's just as big a fight for Zelfa Barrett as it is for Eric Donovan because you're going to bring more than anybody pretty much any of his opponents have to date that's fair to say yeah um, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that it's my biggest fight as a professional boxer there's absolutely no doubt about that but it's um, it's without question his biggest fight as well Um but I've been in with better opposition in my career as an amateur now and I know that's only amateur but I mean I know a lot more about boxing than Zelfa Barrett knows about boxing um, so but he's probably a little bit more down the road than me with experience in, in professional boxing and I'm, I'm being on beat so um, it's going to be an intriguing one you know because he's a good boxer yeah. good hand speed good, good, good footwork and all that so he's going to be a tough nut to crack but I know that if I can deliver what I can what I can do I will win the fight there's absolutely no question about it um, no doubt in my mind I'm 100% convinced that I am superior and I trump him in all the areas hand speed boxing intelligence footwork ring craft and I'll even go as far as him you know um my mental, my mental uh, fortitude, my mental um, resilience and resolve—it's just on a different level. It's on a different level, and I know he's come over a lot, a lot of adversity in his life too. But you know, I just know the dark places that I've been in, and I'm prepared to, you know, this boxing, this this the boxing side of it is easy. So um, this is this is what I really enjoy. This little, a little, a little thing I, a little thing I noted as well as I was I was doing a bit of scribbling here before I chatted with you. Um, uh, the only fella to beat him so far was of course Ronnie the Shark Clark 
And if I'm, I'm yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, Ronnie worked with Mark on that occasion as well, didn't he? With Mark Dunlop was 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 part Mark of that. Managed him, yeah. So um, that's something as well. If boxing fans that like to look, at, I know you guys stick to what you control and all that, but I know the fight fans sometimes like to look at little little outside intricacies that can um, that can fit, build up to it because they will be looking and and looking for the media, they'll be looking for the coverage, and they'll be looking to get behind you. This is, as I said, for fight fans and for people outside your immediate bubble this is this is very very special it's it's not in normal circumstances it would be special but this is even more because i think boxers boxing fans boxing people all over the world didn't really think we were going to have boxing back as quick as we did did we no certainly not you know and i like i knew once the conversation started with mark that you know there's a possibility that i could fight this year and uh, then my focus my focus started switching from you know, just getting into good shape to actually uh, preparing for, you know, potentially a fight. And then, you know, it kind of grew legs from there to actually having a potential fight, to having a fight, you know, and then, you know, then having a big stage and then having a good opponent. And then just today it was announced that I'm going to box. Uh, our fight has been upgraded to an IBF uh, Intercontinental title, which is the world ranking title for the Super Feather IBF uh, world ranking. So, like, you know, this is what dreams are made of. This is what dreams are made of. And I've grafted for long enough in the sport of boxing, which is one of the toughest sports in the world, individual sport, trying to secure fights, trying to sell tickets, running around the country, trying to get sponsors, trying, you know, and you do all of that in the hope that one day you get a break. And then that break is now. This is my time. I've got that break and I've persevered all of the we talk about the filthy work the hard dirty work but you know now I've arrived on the big stage and I've called for this I've had no qualms about it I've called mm-hmm. for it now I have it and I've got to go out and deliver and I'm 100% convinced I will deliver you I are, back yeah. myself I always back myself I can hear it I can actually do you know what it is and, and you, there's lots of cliches there's lots of you just get a sense you just get a sense sometimes they're, they're, you wonder like everyone else said there's all the oh there's the best camp ever there's none of that I I, it's, I can't put my finger on what it is but I can, I can hear what I heard in January and it's 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 special when you hear it it gives you that chicken skin effect I, two little things I'll say to you before I let you go I don't want to keep I want a word for the man himself uh, who's going to be a big part and he's going to be as cool as he shows the exterior uh, Ken he, he's in the hearts and, and the minds of, of many, if not all, boxing fans around Ireland. He's he's delivered, but he'll be in there with you in more ways than one on 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 fight night. Uh, it's it must be very special to have one of your inner inner crew to be there to be guide, not just to be there, but to be guiding you and also to be to be putting that plan together to to help you deliver the biggest and best win of your career. Without a doubt, yeah, no, it is a very special moment for both of us. You know, we go way back and uh, we've been. Uh, inside the ring and outside the ring and but you know he's my coach today and I'm his boxer and we've embarked on this journey together and you know we've just we've soldiered on we've supported each other and uh, worked through uh, the challenges that presented themselves to us and you know I'm just very lucky to have one of the best most intelligent smartest uh, boxing minds in Ireland in my corner and that's going to be a huge benefit and a huge asset to me on the 14th of August and the last thing I'm going to say to you and I'm going to keep it as quick as I can it's not a, as I said it's a big night for the, for you and the team it's a big night for Irish boxing for all the people over the years as you said that have 
They've opened the doors. They've they've stood on doors. They've they've sold tickets. They've supported the club. They've supported you, sponsors. Whether it's in a tie, whether it's in Clonmullion, whether it's in Dublin, whether it's all around the country, whether it's wherever you. Are. There's also two very special little men who are going to be chest just. I can just picture them. Chess will be out and that's of course will be Young Jack and Troy. For everyone around that are going to be watching and, and supporting you and, and living this with you on, on Fight Night, give us a word just to let you go and, and, and to sign off on. Yeah, I mean, they're absolutely buzzing. You know, they're kitted out in their Team Donovan, Lily White Lightning tracksuits and uh, they're buzzing. You know, they keep asking about the fight, they keep asking the questions. I'm not going to see them now until after the fight because of the whole COVID thing and just, you know, having to kind of keep my uh, just keep my distance right now but I uh, cannot wait to see them after the fight they're so focused so ready for it and um, I just want to make them proud and thank you Eric for your time I can wish him nothing but luck love positive and everything as he goes to face his biggest battle to date and I believe I believe all things been right I believe everything goes right and goes to plan Eric Donovan takes a win and puts himself in a place that he could only dream of a few years ago how do I see it playing out? I keep it short. He needs to answer what Barrett does. I think when he is disengaging, he needs to come back in angles instead of coming back in straight lines. I think he needs to punch, keep his hands high, use combinations, don't get caught with his chin up. I think if he keeps himself tight, keeps everything slick and moves those angles most importantly because Barrett will look for him coming out in straight lines, I think we could have a special boxing memory on our hands. That's it from me and them until then. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for suffering the early uh, moans and groans in this episode. It's been a grind, no more than it has for everybody else. If you liked it, give us a mention, give it a share, share the love. If you didn't, hit me up, let me know why. Appreciate it all the time. Until the next episode, stay safe, stay sane and smile. All's well that ends well.